we are doing today is Amelia Earhart. <gasps> Ooh, okay. Welcome back to Yes, That Actually Happened, where Aaron and Jay. Hi. Don't forget to listen to Jay's other podcast and their live stream yes. on Twitch. Go ahead and tell us about that, Jay. Okay, well, both of those are on a little bit of a pause right now. I've got my podcast, which is High School Author Wannabe, and then the uh, live stream is on uh, Twitch, so that's Jay is an astronaut on Twitch, and every Friday we're going to be doing live streams where we talk about the queer experience. Yay! So today is actually a special reader or actually listener request by Civics and Coffee. They wanted Amelia Earhart, so that is what we're doing. That's cool. We'll be covering her interesting life and, of course, the end and mystery yeah. disappearance. Spoiler alert, I guess, if you were one of the few people who didn't know that she lived and disappeared. What? I know. She... I thought it was going to be a perfectly normal story where she flies a plane and lands and, like, everything was good. Next, a uh, quick shout-out to our newest supporter on Patreon, Cheryl. Thank you for supporting us, though. Find us on Patreon or our website, yesthatactuallyhappened.com. If you enjoy what you're listening to and feel like supporting us, getting access to some bloopers, notes, photos, and bonus episodes, just remember you're under no obligation to do so, although feel free to follow us on social media. With that said, Amelia Mary Earhart was born on July 24th, 1897 in Atchison, Kansas, which, just for reference, was six years before the White Wright brothers had their first controlled successful flight on the Wright Flyer, born just before all that started to really take place. Dang, she, I guess I didn't realize that when the first, like, plane was made, how quickly afterwards planes became a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was, like, 1897, and then, obviously, World War One happened, like, what, a couple decades after that, yeah. so... She was the second of three children to Father Samuel, who for some reason was nicknamed Edwin, and Mother Amelia, or Amy Earhart. Her oldest sibling was tragically stillborn, although her sister, Grace Muriel, was born when Amelia was two years old. Although she usually went by Muriel, I guess. Earhart was named after both her grandmothers. She went by the nickname Mealy or Millie, which she used well throughout her adulthood. Growing up, they had very little money, and their father was an alcoholic. However, he did let them grow up as what we would call tomboys. Mm. They played a lot of outdoors, did sports, even used guns to shoot barn rats. Oh, that's At the time, uh, girls typically wore dresses. She and her sister were more often wearing bloomers. Imagine that. Women wearing... That's crazy. Now, for a crazy stunt she pulled when she was a little girl, it shows exactly where her crazy spirit came from. After she and her sister visited a fair and were unable to ride on the Ferris wheel, which at the time was a pretty new novelty, they decided to make their own roller coaster ride. They fashioned a handmade ramp, put it on the roof of a shed, and she went down in a wooden box. (laughs) Yep. That sounds all right. Can you just get get that visual? I like that they were like, yeah, it's like a roller coaster (laughs) It's like sledding. I mean... Off the roof. (laughs) In a box. It's not the same thing. It's probably close to what roller coasters back then were, though. Okay. That is a fair point as well. It wasn't a smooth ending. She ended up with bruises. However, it is noted that she said to her sister, Oh, Pidge, it's just like flying. So. Huh? Fell in love with it. Cute. Earhart ended up at a college preparatory school in Pennsylvania named Agonauts. She continued to be athletic, playing, among other sports, field hockey. She ended up leaving there in order to participate in the World War I effort as a nurse aiding wounded soldiers. She did this up in Toronto. During this time, the Spanish flu hit, and Earhart ended up with pneumonia and severe sinus infection. Even after she recovered, it never fully went away. 
Sometimes she would still get sinus infections and needed drainage drainage tubes in later life, which is why some pictures of her have a bandage. She's kind of covering up that drainage tube. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. It was during this time that she began to visit airfields and really take an interest in flight. She saved up $1,000 for flight lessons. Today, the average amount it costs to learn to fly is 9000 to 12000 depending on the school and what you're learning to fly. Found that out on michiganflyers.org. What? Why would it cost more depending on what you're flying or less? I think it's more of like, like the bigger bigger aircraft and expertise and stuff like that versus like learning to fly a plane that can for crop dusting, I guess. Okay, that's like fair. the difference. Uh, so what she paid then is about equivalent, maybe a little bit more than it is now. Her parents were supportive of her dreams, and I guess her mom gave her some money despite her better judgment. <laughs> <laughs> she would take a bus and then walk four miles to get to the airfield where she learned to fly. I never understand people having that kind of drive. I would not walk four miles a day for anything. I I mean, technically, it's probably eight miles because four miles there and four miles back. Worse. That's worse. I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, oh, guess it's not my destiny. That's how it would go. It's not your destiny. Do something a little closer (laughs) to home. Uh, Earhart was many had many achievements and first as a pilot she set the record at the time of altitude of 14,000 feet for female pilots in 1922 she was the first woman to fly alone and she ended up with a u.s distinguished flying cross for her first solo flight Hmm. she was the first woman to fly across the atlantic with pilot wilmer lower stultz and mechanic louis edward gordon on the friendship in june of 1928 she even wrote a book about her experience titled 20 Hours, 40 Minutes, Our Flight in the Friendship. I just want to highlight that. 20 hours. So, like, did it take them actually 20 hours to fly across the Atlantic? It's like Maybe a zigzag. long time. Maybe it was there and back. I googled it. It takes about eight hours, eight hours now on average to fly across the Atlantic. So, also, like, just imagine the planes back then. Yeah. That is such ten a long time. There, ten hours back. Earhart, by no means, was the only female pilot. She was the 16th woman at the time to get her flight license and is quoted as saying, Now and then, women should do for themselves what men have already done, occasionally what men have not done, thereby establishing themselves as persons and perhaps encouraging other women toward greater independence of thought and action. Some said consideration was a contributing reason for my wanting to do what I so much wanted to do. There is her drive to walk eight miles in a day. (laughs) Drive or not drive, fly for 20 hours like a crazy person. At one point, she was engaged to a man named Samuel Chapman, although they ended that in 1928, and she ended up falling for her publisher, George P. Putnam, after they spent time working on her book together, and he had to propose to her six times before she agreed to marry him on February 7th, 1931. As she said. It was a very good marriage, though. I guess they were pretty understanding of each other she basically told him i'm not giving up my independence essentially she didn't take his name although the papers because you know they were proper referred to her as mrs putnam and because obviously she was so famous he was sometimes referred to as mr Earhart, which must have been iconic after charles Lindbergh's solo flight across the atlantic in 1927 amy guest expressed interest in being the first woman to fly or to be flown across the atlantic ocean after deciding that the trip was too perilous for her to undertake, she offered to sponsor the project, suggesting that they find another girl 
with the right image. Amy is actually one another groundbreaking pilot, but she wanted to sponsor a different girl to take the first flight across the Atlantic. Uh, Amy Guest isn't as well known as Earhart, but she was the first woman to fly alone between London and Australia. Her husband was a pilot that she often flew with, and like Earhart, Amy Guest also ended her career with a mysterious disappearance, although hers, we kind of know what happened. Her plane was basically going to crash. She bailed out in the water, which was cold, choppy, basically not great, great conditions to be in. People saw her. I think they tried to actually rescue her, throw a rope or something, but she just disappeared, and they never found her body, as far as I know. Kind of sad. I mean, it, she dropped. I, I think they knew it was she was declared dead much faster than Amelia Earhart was. Now, Amelia Earhart is still alive. Her navigator, who was on with her with the round the world flight that ended, Fred Nguyen, says that Amelia is a great person for such a trip. She is the only woman flyer I would care to make such an expedition with because in addition to being a fine companion and pilot, she can take hardship as well as a man and work like one. I think that's pretty nice for that day when, you know, a lot of people didn't assume that women I, could do the same it's thing like as men. A ba- it's like one of those backhanded compliments, kind of like when people are like, oh, you're pretty good as a whatever job for a girl. I will, like that vibe. I will agree. And for, if it was said now, it would definitely be different than being said back then. There was a first attempt on this world flight in March 17, 1937 with Earhart and her crew, which ended when her plane, the Electra, was damaged, which is when one of the crew members, Manning, stepped away from the trip. This is important because Manning was apparently a better radio operator than Earhart and Noonan, who had continued on the second are attempt. Radios? Not as hard now, but I'll... You'll, I don't go into detail about it, but there was a lot of issues with the radio and communications, which kind of contributed her not finding where she was supposed to be. Okay. So the second attempt began in June. There are copies of her flight plan, as well as an itinerary of where she went, so I won't go deeply into that. However, they had, like I said, a lot of issues with the radios, which back then, it wasn't like you could reach people that easily. The USCGC Itzaka ship was actually at the island, and it was going to be in contact with Earhart and Noonan in order to help get them to the island, help navigate with them. There was a huge miscommunication or error involving the transmissions between them, and it basically didn't work. Something about the Hertz levels that were on the plane didn't match up with the Hertz levels on the ship, so... Although the ship could hear the plane and hear their transmissions, they couldn't hear the ship's transmissions, which would eventually play a huge part in this whole issue. On approach, the ship could hear her. She couldn't hear the ship. On July 2nd at 2.45 and 5 a.m., there were calls about the weather where the plane was still a good distance away. Just general, hey, it's cloudy, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. At 6.14 a.m., a call came requesting that the ship use a direction finder to provide a bearing and Earhart whistled into the microphone continuously to keep a steady signal so the ship could find them. That's when the ship realized that their system was not able to work with the frequency of the aircraft, and they realized that there was no way for them to communicate with them. She did another call at 6.45 when she thought she was about 100 miles from the island. And here's some radio logs. At 7.30 to 7.40 a.m., Earhart on Northwest says running out of gas, only a half hour left, can't hear us at all, and we hear her, and we are sending on 3105, same time continuously. And then the other one is that we must be on you, but we cannot see you, but gas is running low, but unable to reach you by radio, we are flying at a 1,000 feet. 
The last transmission is when they think that they were the closest to the island because it was the clearest transmission that they got from Earhart during this time. So, okay. We need to back up real sec. Yep. Okay, so there's a ship. Is she flying from somewhere to the island? Yes. Or did she take yep. off so from this, the island? Yep. Nope. She's flying to this island. She took off from a different island because it's a round-the-world trip, so obviously you can't just continuously go. She's stopping for okay. gas along the way. This is one leg of the trip where she was supposed to go to this. Is the... I guess that photo... I don't know why I'm so caught up on this ship. When she's doing her round-the-world thing, is it, like, different ships, or is it the same one? I'm not entirely sure about the other legs. I know the ship was here for this one. Just for this one. That makes sense. Continue. I guess if they hadn't been, they probably would have figured out the communication error before that. Yeah. Okay, so she's flying from here to this one. Yeah, so her last communication about be flying at 1,000 feet and almost running out of gas, again, was the clearest transmission they got. So that's Mm -hmm. when they figured she was the closest to the island, but they weren't really sure where exactly she was because they never really saw the plane. Right. They were able to send the aircraft Morse code, but it didn't help her determine direction because she still wasn't able to get a connection with them. They just kind of like could be like, we can hear you, essentially. Thank you. That's super helpful right now. <laughs> yeah. In her last known transmission at 843, Earhart broadcast, we are on the line 157337. We will repeat this message. We will repeat this on 6210 kilocycles. Wait. However, a few moments later, she was on this frequency again saying that they were running online north and south. They believed that they had reached Helen's charted position, Mm -hmm. which was incorrect by about five nautical miles. Okay. The ship was using her oil-fired boilers to get a lot of smoke up in the air, trying to get her to see where this island was. Mm -hmm. But cloud coverage, the ocean, who knows if she was close enough to actually even see that at that time. At this point, they never heard from her again. About an hour after the transmission received, the ship kind of tried to go in the direction she indicated she was or where she thought she was to try to find her, but they never found any indication of an aircraft or a crash or anything like that. Which, it's an hour, so it still gives you her time to, like, sink and stuff, but you feel like you would see something or at least some kind of indication. Maybe. It's the ocean. It is. Yeah, like, the ocean will, like, swallow things up so quickly, though. But... You know, it's not like if it's a heavy metal aircraft, you know, it's not really going to float for that long. And it's not like they had a ton of stuff in the plane to hang on to. True. I feel like they just sunk right to the bottom. Yep. As with any kind of disappearance, there are some theories floating around, some more likely than others. So obviously, most likely she got lost, disoriented, ran out of gas, crashed in the ocean before she reached the island. This theory has not been completely substantiated yet because they haven't technically ever found the craft site or pieces of the aircraft, even searching the surrounding ocean floor. Then again, ocean. I mean, it took them over 70 years to find the Titanic and they knew about where that was saying. I didn't know it took them that long to find it. Yup. The same man who actually discovered the Titanic, Robert Ballard, launched an expedition in 2019 to try to find remnants of the plane. But obviously that didn't happen. There is a theory about this other island called Gardner Island. Oh, I don't. You don't believe this theory? No, the theory that they are on the island and they're still alive. It's not so much that they're still alive. It's just that at one point they were on the island and possibly alive. Is there any proof of that? There's some interesting things. So planes from the Navy ship USS Colorado did a sky search of that island and a couple others. It saw signs of habitation. 
and saw an old 1929 wreck of the SS Norwich City, but no signs of people or her plane. However, several months later, in October, two men, Eric Bevington, Henry Maud, and some other people visit the island to look around and consider settling there, since at the time it was unpopulated. Mm-hmm. They also saw no signs of Earhart or her partner had ever been there. However, the theory continues because of some bones that were later discovered on the island, human bones, as well as, I think, a 20s woman's shoe. Another theory was that they were captured by the Japanese and executed when they crashed on a part of the northern marine islands, which, P.S., is 3,000 miles away from where they were supposed well, to be. Well, if we can throw out crazy theories now, let's hear let me hop on theory. my sea monster train real quick. So the ocean is so big, and we don't, we only know, like, 5-10% of it or something, okay. like a really small percentage of what's in there. So, plane goes down, sea monster swallows it right up. I'm going to toss that one out there. <laughs> I think I would find aliens to be more... On par with this one. Have you heard, isn't there a theory that she flew into some sort of like Bermuda Triangle type deal? Something like that. There's there you a go. couple of those types of All right, cool. I can do my monsters and aliens spiel in one go. I just find it highly unlikely that a sea monster grabbed the plane and swallowed it up. I didn't say it was the best theory. I just said if we're... Throwing out crackpot theories, that's mine. I will say of this Japanese theory, uh, there are photographs that show a woman who kind of looks like Earhart from a distance. So that's kind of where that theory came from. I'm not saying it's not true true, or that it's not kind of crackpot, but that is where that comes from. Everybody looks There is also a myth that she was spying on the Pacific, which has been made into a fictional movie of a female pilot doing spy missions. It is called Flight for Freedom. This one has absolutely no evidence at all. Mm. So that one's on par with the Pacific Monster. Yeah. I will say the aliens probably a little more likely than the sea monsters. Aliens or Bermuda Triangle. Then island. Just crash and burn. (laughs) Then crash and burn, yeah. So, yeah, I think that they crash and burn. I don't think she survived long. I don't buy the spy angle. I think there could be a possibility maybe she ended up on an island somewhere, probably didn't make it that long, because obviously, unlike movies like The Castaway, where it's easy to make these tools and things like that, oh, it yeah. doesn't always happen. She just had uh, some ice skates and a volleyball laying around, and she was good to go. Wilson! I'm sorry! <laughs> Uh, yet another Tom Hanks movie we have to mention oh, on here. We have to every time. He's such an icon. After her disappearance and declared death, her sister Muriel really worked to keep the legacy of Amelia Earhart alive. She wrote two books about Amelia, Courage is the Price, and Amelia, My Courageous Sister. Cute. Besides that book, there are a lot of great resources out there for both Amelia Earhart and books and documentaries. Being a famous figure, she also shows up in different areas of popular culture. There is a book called Last Flight that was published in 1937 that has her diary notes and entries and things like that all compiled together around the time just before her disappearance. Mm. Have you ever been to the museum in Washington that's got some of her stuff in? Mm-mm. That was cool. It has, like, one of her... Caps. Yeah, one of her caps and it's got, like, her diaries and stuff in there. That's cool. Yeah, That'd be fun awesome. to visit. This episode is dedicated to every female pilot for continuing to push boundaries. Do you ever think you would ever want to be a pilot? Nope. I don't want to fly a plane. Are we going to add that to your list of fears? I don't fear flying. It's just not my preferred method of travel. Where does it rank in your preferred method of travel compared to, like, a train Trains. Or... Okay. Cars. So trains are better than cars. Yes, because I don't have to drive. Okay. Trains, cars. Trains, cars. 
planes and boats. They're all, the planes and boats are at the bottom together? Yeah, because they're like, if I have to go on a plane, it's fine, I'm not going to panic. It's not my preferred method because it hurts my ears, it's a little stressful. I get sick. The motion, not of taking off or flying, but the motion of landing for some reason makes me sick. Taking off makes me panic. I I get exhilarated. I'm like, yes. I like when we land. Landing is fine. Landing is peaceful and a gentle, the 90 degree angle up into the sky. See, no, the landing for me is worse. But again, it's not because I'm panicking. It's just because for some reason it kicks off whatever. We should add a segment where I do... All your fears? No. Yes, I have so many. I went up into an ultralight. Do you know what those are? I see. It's like a really small aircraft, only holds one or two people. It has like the wings, almost like a glider that you're exposed to the elements. Cute. Yes. So somewhere in Michigan, don't remember exactly where, I think it was an orchard. They did a show every year and they'd all these people who flew them would go and you'd see them take off and land. You could talk to them, kind of look at the planes, kind of a cool little event. That's cute. And you could actually pay to go up in one. And my dad let me go up in one. It was really cool. And then when we were high up, I got to actually steer. So it was really awesome. It was very cold, though. Very, very cold up there. Thank you guys <laughs> for listening. Bye. Bye.